everybody. Thank you for joining us again on our second episode of the Pick and Roll podcast. We are here again tonight with our co-host, Eric Holmes. Eric, how's it going? Hey, good to be back, Perry. Good to be back. Thank you, Eric. It's good to have you as always. So we just wanted to say before we get into the Western Conference teams tonight that we are so grateful for all the support and I uh, love that we got last night putting out our first podcast. Eric, did you get some new followers? Oh, yeah. Much appreciated. The pod's successful. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad this is uh, working out for you. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's just get right into things. Uh, let's get started, Eric. What do you got for us? All right. Let's start with the Northwest Division. The Start with the Denver Nuggets. They're projected – to win 54 games, or no, 53 and a half, and they won 54 games last year. So Ooh. right around the same mark as where they were. Why do you think it's it's down half a game? That's interesting. They're, they signed some good um, – Jeremy Grant from the Thunder. They're getting Michael Porter Jr. back from injury. It seems like they got a lot more deep. Maybe just because the, the Western Conference is so stacked. This is such a deep – um, conference there's so many games night in night out that they're gonna have to compete yeah no I agree I think one one thing to really look at here is we talked a little yesterday with the eastern teams about having the same roster and how that sense of chemistry right off the bat to start the season plays a huge role because if you think about it they all know each other's games already and they're core guys with Murray Jokic, Gary Harris, and Millsap, you know, they're all back again, and they're more experienced from being in the playoffs last year. And, I mean, Murray and Jokic are a great one-two punch, even in the Eastern – even in this stacked Western Conference. And I actually have them as a sleeper to get the one seed in the West. I just think with how good they are at home in the regular season and – just like I said, their continuity already as a team. I think in the regular season, though, they'll win a ton of games. I agree. To, to bring back so many players, it's going to be so key for them. Um, Jokic, he's a, such a dynamic player for the league and for their team. It's really hard to guard their team and guard Jokic. And they'll be, they'll be great in the, the regular season as well. So I'm taking the over for the Nuggets. Um, they're, I think they're going to plow right through the regular season. They'll, they'll come tougher times in the postseason, but I mean, they'll, they'll learn. They learned last year. I mean, they got it to game seven in the semifinals. So I bet, I bet we see them, you know, continue to expand on their game. Yeah. I think Jokic, he looks like the type of guy that's out at the bar on the weekend, not a all-star NBA player, you know, not the one of the best center in the leagues. It's just, it's just crazy to me how what he looks like translates onto the court to something special. And it's just, it's crazy to see what he can do. And, and I think the biggest X factor for them this year will be Michael Porter Jr. If he stays healthy, gives them a good 15 points a game. I mean, that will, that will put them over the edge for sure. Definitely. They're a great team to to make a blockbuster trade. They have a lot of assets, a lot of great players on good contracts. So look out for that. 
Look out. I mean, Bradley Beal just got locked up, but look out for them to maybe make a push for Bradley Beal, you know, deal some of their players out or or grab somebody else that they need, a wing defender. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. So we're both taking the over on that for sure. Oh, definitely. All right, the next team in the Northwest Division is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm just not sold on the Timberwolves. I I mean, I know everybody loves Carl Anthony Towns. I know he gets the crazy numbers. But first of all, Andrew Wiggins is trash. Let's be honest. <laughs> he's just not good. We, we keep saying it's because he's young and all this stuff, but he's just not a good NBA player. He hasn't lived up to his hype. Um, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, he is amazing. He's a great player. I saw him play live against the Jazz, and I was really impressed with, with him. But at the same time, it's just they, they don't have anybody surrounding him. And I don't know. I just – I'm not high on the, on the Timberwolves at all. Oh, not at all. They, they won 36 games last year. They're projected to win 36 this year. I'm taking but, them here. But what with, uh, with how stacked the West is, I do not see them – going much further improving on anything so I'm taking the under with them Jeff Teague is making too much money and they're just not the greatest pairing um I do like their their head coach remind me of his name do you, do you know it off the top of your head oh it's uh Flip Saunderson oh Ryan Saunders yeah um they started to use Cat a ton at the end of last season when Ryan Saunders was promoted and I think he'll be able to help Ryan or help Ryan Saunders will be able to help Cat, but nothing more than help boost him and what he what the player is. I don't know how good the team will be. Yeah, I mean they picked up Jordan Bell in the off season. I don't see how he plays very well again with Anthony Towns. Um, they picked up Layman from the Trailblazers as well. So those are those are okay pickups. And then they also drafted Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech, who I actually think is going to be a good guard in this league. He's six six and he's long and can defend. Um, but just the way this roster is constructed and kind of the attitude with all the drama last year with Minnesota and questioning whether or not Carl Anthony Towns is a leader and just, yeah, just the vibe that's going on there, I don't think it's good. Hopefully, like you said, Ryan Saunders can get it turned around. Definitely. The next team we have in the division is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, you start off on this one. So I like the Thunder. Um, You know, they lost Paul George, they lost Russell Westbrook, but I think they have a really compelling team to have SGA. They have a a solid five, Steven Adams, um, Chris Paul. They're – they're going to have depth issues. They have so many draft picks. They have so many assets. I, w- I wonder if they'll deal any of them. I mean, they can't get rid of Chris Paul. It seems like his contract is just too much to handle. It's going to be too much to offload. Uh, maybe if Miami gets desperate, they'd make a trade for Chris Paul. But Or maybe Carl Anthony Towns, maybe he wants some veteran help. And he's like, hey, I'm, I either want out of here or I want Chris Paul on this team. So... Um, and they're pretty locked into Chris Paul. It's an unfortunate situation. Um, I think they're uh, they're an exciting team, but I, w- I don't expect too much out of them. Yeah, it's going to be crazy to see 
the Thunder on TV without Westbrook padding his triple-double stats. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just going to be really weird for me. But like you said, I think they got some great players out of the Paul George trade. I, I mean, Gallinari shot really well last year. And I love SGA. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's been showing out like crazy in the preseason. And, I mean, he's a 6'6 point guard who can lock down other guards, and he's continuing to develop his offensive game. I think he's going to be the future of their franchise and somebody that they build around. Um, I know they've been trying to look at some deals for Steven Adams, but, again, with his contract and with his age, I mean, he is only 26, but just with the way he plays and the new style of the NBA, um, I don't know what they can get for him, but this is going to be a really compelling team to see this year to see if Chris Paul really buys in and if they buy into having him or if it's going to be a drama fest and he's talking about how he wants to get out. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just excited to see. So what was the over under for them? So they won 49 games last year and their over under is 33 for this year. What do you think about taking the over or the under? I think they'll win more than 33 games. I'm just I'll take the under. I don't I don't know how well they'll do in the West. I don't know how how Chris Paul's going to buy in. He is a fighter. All he wants to do is win, but I'm not sure if he'll be in the best situation for that. Or I'm not sure if the Thunder will just want to go into complete rebuild and complete you know, just asset hoarding mode. Yeah. I can't believe Chris Paul's 34, dude. That's crazy. When he's 38 years old, he'll be making $44 million. It's insane. Oh, my gosh. His contract just goes up and up and up, and it's it's crazy how much he's making. That's insane. Wow. Jeez. All right. Next is the Portland Trailblazers. All right. See how things are looking in Portland. So – Biggest thing in the offseason, Dame and CJ got their bags. They're, they're staying long-term. At the end of last year, I mean, everybody's kind of talking about, you know, do you break them up? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was a good idea that Portland kept them together and gave them the money that they deserved? You know, when you have two players like that that are so connected to the city, that have been there since their start of their careers, that have grown with the team, with the organization – I think it's a no-brainer to sign them and lock them up, especially when you're a small market team. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with the Hassan Whiteside <laughs> signing, or I mean, or trade. Um, they needed somebody to replace Nurkic, but I don't know if Whiteside's the the correct answer. They're they're normally slept on. Um, it seems like every year they outperform their projected win total by four or five games, and. It's the same this year. Last year they were 153, and this year they'll win for they projected to win 46. Okay, yeah, uh, projected to win 46. I think they win more than that for sure. Yeah, Damon CJ are just too consistent. Um, I think they'll hover around 47, 48. Yeah, yeah. One one thing I really like is they got Rodney Hood at the trade deadline last year, and this year they'll have him the full year. And he actually produced really well for them off the bench in those playoff games. And I think he'll be a great scorer off the bench for them, especially since they lost uh, Seth Curry. And I was looking at it, they lost so many guys from their team last year. So they lost two starters. They lost Al Aminu and Mo Harkless. 
And then they also lost Evan Turner, Seth Curry, and Myers Leonard. So that's five guys that had a lot of minutes for them last year, especially with Nurkic being hurt. And so I think we're going to have to look for some role players, especially like Zach Collins from Gonzaga and Anthony Simons to step up this year. Hey, shout out to the Spokane. <laughs> and also shout out to CJ McCollum with his podcast. He has a great podcast. It's called The Pull-Up with CJ McCollum. You guys should check it out. It's, he's, he's one of my favorites who does an NBA podcast. So but, do, you take the, do you take the over on the Blazers? But, yeah, I definitely take the over on the Blazers. I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. I think he's a great leader. And, like you said, they're just a consistent team who knows their identity. And I think they'll, they'll do well this year. For sure. I like that. All right, and the last, play, or the last team in this division are the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Everybody's high on them this year. Are you as high as everybody else, Eric? Um, I'm personally, I'm a little biased against the Jazz. So <laughs> wow. I'd like to. We can I'd have like that on them. here. Um, but I, I do think that they're a good, a great regular season team. I think Quinn Snyder is a good coach. I just don't know how they'll do in the playoffs. I, I think that their regular season will be a little misleading. Um, I think – so the last year they won 50 games, and this coming year they're projected to win 30, 53 and a half. Donovan Mitchell showed out for um, for Team USA. He seemed to take over and be the leader there. He's been getting stronger and stronger. Um, Rudy Gobert will hopefully be healthy this entire year. They got um, Boyan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley. They have a solid five that I think will do great in the regular season, but I think they'll stumble in the playoffs. I think that they'll compete for the one or the two seed in the, in the West. So do you, you – I know we hear all the comparisons between Donovan Mitchell and Dwayne Wade. I mean, do you think he's even in the same conversation? Do you think Donovan Mitchell's going to be a superstar in this league if he's not even almost there already? Um, I don't think he'll ever meet, reach what D- Dwayne Wade was at his peak um, powers. But I think he's a fantastic player who plays with a slashing guard mentality like Dwayne Wade, who tries to get to the bucket, who tries to draw the fouls. And now with shooters around him, with Mike Conley, another ball handler, it'll be things will open up for him exponentially and that he'll he'll be able to see the game come to him a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm huge on Donovan Mitchell. I love his work ethic. It seems like he's a really humble, hungry player. And he just he just takes this team and leads them. You know, you see him last year, it's his second year, and he's still just taking blame for losses and, you know, just leading the team. And I think they had a great offseason. I think they had just as good of a of an offseason as anybody else in the league. I think the Bogdanovich signing was really good for them. He's going to be able to stretch the floor even more with Ingles. And then they also, I think an underrated, and maybe I'll be wrong on this, but I feel like an underrated free agent that they got was Ed Davis, who's going to be their backup center. He is a beast on the boards, and I think he'll be able to have some quality minutes for Gobert when he's crying about not getting on the all-star team. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, deployed times two, though. 
No, I, I agree. Ed Davis is a great pickup. Um, I saw a couple preseason games here in Utah the last couple weeks, and uh, Ed Davis just looked like a mean rebounder, and I think he'll be able to to really utilize his spot and um, utilize his role. Yeah, and, and I think Conley's the perfect Quinn Snyder system player, and I just think him and Donovan Mitchell together in the backcourt will be – especially, like you said, for the regular season, will be really good. So I'm going to take the over on the Jazz um, just by a few games, but I, I'm pretty high on them this year. I'll take the over as well. All right, let's move to the Pacific Division. Um, the reigning – I mean, not the reigning, the, the latest dynasty, the Golden State Warriors. They've lost a lot of pieces this offseason. Yeah. And uh, they're projected to win 46 and a half games down 10 and a half games of 57 last year. What do you think? Hmm. Well, they don't have Clay Thompson. I, if I were, if I were Clay, especially with everything that happened with Durant last year and his Achilles injury and coming back too soon and all that stuff, I would not rush back at all if I were Clay Thompson this year. You just came off some of the best five years we've ever seen in the NBA as a team. No need to rush back into this, but that's going to hurt them a ton. Clay Thompson is underrated every single year, especially as a perimeter defender. He's one of the top three perimeter defenders in the NBA. So they'll miss that a lot because they're replacing him with D'Angelo Russell, who can't play any defense unless it's on Nick Young and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is I just think this team's going to struggle a little bit. I think Steph's going to have a really good redemption season. I think he's going to come out being the old Steph that everybody fell in love with at the beginning of his back-to-back MVP seasons. But I still just don't think with this roster that that's going to be enough for them. Oh, definitely. I mean, the Lakers played the Warriors four times in the preseason, and they were getting bullied on the boards. I know that they were down a couple centers, but I just don't – their defense is going to be atrocious now. They lost their three-wing defenders, their three two-way players, which – is so, so crucial in this league. Probably the, the most important piece on any team is having um, versatile two-way wing defenders, and they lost Kevin Durant. They lost Andre Iguodala and most likely Clay Thompson for the season. I don't know if I see him coming back in 10 months for a late playoff run when, when there'll be a, a gritty six or seven seed. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think a huge loss for them too is Sean Livingston retiring. Oh, definitely. He he was a great backup for them all those championship years. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna. So, so what are you taking on the over under? I don't know. I I it's gonna be hard to say. Um, I don't want to bet against Steph and Draymond. I think they'll be playing with a chip on their shoulder. I want to take the over. I think they'll make a slide in the playoffs. I think Steph will have a truly special season. And I don't know how, how far how far they'll go in the playoffs, but I think they'll they'll make it there. They have the leadership there from Steph and Draymond, and adding D'Angelo will hopefully give them enough to put them over the hump. Yeah, I mean, 
I've learned to just never bet against the Warriors anymore. <laughs> I don't care who's on their team. I'm not betting against them ever. Yeah, I've lost too many bets that way. So Sounds like we're both taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over. All right. Oh, man. One of the crazy story arcs of the offseason, the Los Angeles Clippers. Man, so we're – I'm so excited. We're going to see the Clippers tomorrow night against the Lakers in L.A. That game's going to be insane. Talk about that a little later. But what's their, what's their over-under? So they're projected to win 52-and-a-half games, which is up four-and-a-half from last year, which was 48. I think with Kawhi alone, they win four games more than last year. You have Paul George, they easily win four more games than last year. What do you think? You know, they're – Paul George is going to be out for the first 10 to 12 games, if not longer. Kawhi Leonard will be load managing the entire season. He's a playoff performer. Don't tell me you're going to take the under. Don't tell me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Okay. But but they have, they have a fantastic roster. Their, their heart and soul will be defensive players, which will only can only help them. Um, I think that they'll they'll exceed ex, or not exceed expectations because they're expected to win win it all, but I think they'll be fifty two and a half games, maybe fifty three, fifty four. Yeah, I mean, when you just look up and down this roster, I mean, okay, it all starts with their owner. They have a great owner, Steve Ballmer. He's nuts. He's crazy, but he's a great owner. Then you go to Doc Rivers. He's built to coach a team like this. He did the same exact thing in Boston, was super successful, won a couple championships. He fits this team perfectly. They have everything you want in a championship roster. They have two of the top 10 players in the league on both sides of the ball. And they have one of the best just walking buckets in Lou Williams who can take over if one of them are on their game and then you have pat beverly who is just a dog and just gets after it on defense i mean and they have the depth they have shamit jermichael green montresor like i don't know i i'm a i'm a lakers fan i love the lakers but i mean this clippers team is just insane yeah they're they're really deep they're top two players are really, really good. I mean, we're previewing the Lakers next, but I just don't think they're as good as Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And when it comes down to the playoffs, it's all about the top of your roster and how good they can play together. And for me, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are pretty dang good together, but they're no fit like LeBron and and, uh, AD. Paul George and Kawhi, they'll be taking turns on offense. I feel like their their games don't mesh together as well, but LeBron and AD is just – it's an unfair – it's a, just a force. You know, their two-man pick-and-roll game will be so un, unbeatable. If you help on um, AD, LeBron will beat you. If you help on LeBron, AD, or LeBron can pass with the best of them. They got Danny Green up off to the side. I think they're just – I mean, I'm a, I'm a Lakers homer, but their their combo is just too nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm praying that we see these two teams play against each other in the Western Conference Finals. That would be so amazing. Oh, could you imagine every night, every game in Staples Center, 
Oh That's crazy. Gosh. Yeah, I just I'm really looking forward to this season and seeing what happens in LA. So, like you said, we're both taking the over on this one. So let's go to the other side of the Staples Center. What you got for the Lakers? All right, the Lakers. They're big time. They signed Anthony Davis in the offseason. Their over-under is 50, and they won 37 games last year. So do you think they win more than 50? You know, I'm taking the over. I think LeBron and AD are coming off the most stress they've ever had in their careers. And uh, they have a chip on their shoulder for sure. They've been Their names, names have been slandered all offseason. AD for requesting a trade. LeBron for, you know, taking things slow, you know, ch- thinking that he came to L.A. only for business opportunities. Space Jam, too. <laughs> I think LeBron will have a monster year, but I think AD will even have a bigger role. And LeBron will create the narrative that he wants AD to be the MVP. Yeah. I think that they just excel together. Um, barring any injuries, I think this team wins at least five more games than they're over under. I think they're going to be around 55. Yeah, I mean, I I really like this roster as well. I love I loved Lonzo Ball and I loved Ingram as well as Hart. And it was sad to see that young core that was so exciting to watch go. And at first I was a little taken back by it. I was like, wow, they literally traded everybody. Um, But then you see the LeBron and Anthony Davis pick and roll is just a glimpse of it in the preseason. And you can't help but just get so excited. Oh, yeah. Besides Kobe and Shaq, I mean, what other, what better one-two combo is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Brian Scalabrini and whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to the White Mamba. <laughs> but, no, I, I think you're totally right with the whole LeBron narrative. I mean, he's been the king of the league for over a decade now, and I don't think he's ready to give it up just yet. I mean, he's 34 years old, and he's still, you know, just performing so well. And I just think the biggest part of this season for the Lakers, like it was last year, is going to come down to their health. Um, If LeBron and Anthony Davis can stay healthy and ready for the playoffs, I think they're a favorite in the West, even over the Clippers. but it, all it takes is one injury. I mean, right now, Kyle Kuzma's injured. He's not even going to be playing in the opening game. Uh, but I also love the, the smaller additions that they made. I loved picking up Avery Bradley because he's such a great perimeter defender. Quinn Cook will be able to space the floor and hit threes for them. They kept the GOAT, Alex Caruso. <laughs> Bald Mamba. <laughs> Bald Mamba. And... Uh, I mean, what do you think about them getting Dwight Howard after all the DeMarcus Cousins stuff happened? You know, it's a very, very low-risk signing. His contract's non-guaranteed. He gets paid by the day that he's on the team. If he gets cut, it's it's pretty, you know, low-risk. You know, they tried something out because they lost DeMarcus Cousins. But right now, it looks like he's accepted his role. He's It seems like he's locked in. He wants to play defense. He wants to pass the ball. And it doesn't seem like he wants to be in that 2013 or 2012 
Dwight Howard mode where he just wanted to back everybody down and get Kobe Kobe amnestied. <laughs> Dude, I know that they didn't ask Kobe's approval before they signed him. <laughs> but I think it's a great, interesting team. Um, they're a really, really strong team to consider for the buyout market. You never know when Andre Iguodala is going to be available. I don't think that they'll be able to trade him. He's making too much money. $17 million is a lot. And to, to ask to, to, to get Andre Iguodala, $17 million is going to be pretty hard to trade. Um, they'll waive him um, here in the next couple months. And I think his, his top choice is between the two L.A. teams. And I think he has favor with LeBron. So to have a or to, to add Iggy to the squad would make him a championship favorite, I think. Yeah, Iggy's going to end up in L.A. It's just a matter of where. And, yeah, I think whatever team he decides to go on, that will kind of give him the the edge over the other because we see what he can do in the finals in terms of defense and just oh, sure. his experience. Yeah, we. I mean, we both know we could talk about the Lakers for all day, but – Let's get to the next team, the Phoenix Suns, kind of the, the butt of the NBA for the last couple of years. Cool. We just went from the Lakers to the Suns. <laughs> they, won 19, they won 19 games last year, and they're projected to win 30. I think that's an easy, easy underpick. But easy let, me, under, let me hear, let me hear your, your opinion. Okay, so first of all, Devin Booker needs to stop complaining about getting double teamed and maybe – get in the gym and play for Team USA instead. I don't get why he didn't. He's never played in a serious game in his life that actually mattered. Why not play for Team USA and represent your country and get better? If you look at it, every young guard that has played for Team USA, they've had a better season the year after. And I just don't get why he didn't do that. I'm sure he has his reasons. Um. Yeah, he's a great scorer, but I just feel like he's going to end up being a good stats, bad team type guy. Uh, I think DeAndre Ayton had a pretty good season considering being the number one pick. I think I think he did pretty well. And I think the addition of getting Ricky Rubio this year will be a little interesting to see how the – Rubio AM pick and roll works and how it kind of spreads things out for Booker to get more opportunities to get easy shots. Um, but yeah, that's this is such an easy under for me. They just they're not good. <laughs> yeah, this is a poorly managed team, one of the worst um, ownership offices in the whole NBA. Um, I just don't think that they'll make any correct moves. They haven't made any good moves recently. And uh, this is an easy under. Um, the next team, the last team in the Pacific Conference is the Sacramento Kings. Okay, so I love De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox in the next couple of years is going to be one of the best point guards in the league. What do you think? Do you agree with me on that? Um, I don't know how, I don't know how well his game's going to translate. What do you mean? You know, he's super fast and quick, but how long can, well, how long can he keep that up for? I feel like he's a John Wall just waiting to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but, but John Wall, 
personality-wise and leadership-wise, is not somebody you want on your roster. De'Aaron Fox, from everything I've heard, he is the perfect locker room guy. Everybody loves having him as a point guard and as a leader on this young and exciting Kings team. I mean, they just they just got Buddy Hill his contract that he wanted. Um, so I know Buddy Hill is going to be happy and and probably have a great season. He shot the heck out of the ball last year from the three, and I think he'll do that again. Um, they locked up Harrison Barnes as well. And I think if Marvin Bagley stays healthy this year, that we'll see a monster season from from Marvin Bagley. Oh, definitely. Um, they're, they're core three with a couple other people around the, the fringe, but to keep Darren Fox, to keep Marvin Bagley, and to keep Buddy Heald all together, I think that'll be a really special group. They were projected to win 38 and a half games this year which is down half a game from last year. And they're all growing. They're all getting better. I think if De'Aaron Fox takes another step forward like he did from one to season one to two, I think this is an easy lock for an over. Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. Like I said, I'm just, I'm just really high on, on De'Aaron Fox. I think, I think he's, he's going to be one of the best point guards in the league in a couple of years. Mark my words. <laughs> um. I think Luke Walton's a good fit as a head coach. He's a good defensive-minded head coach who will be able to utilize these players. He'll be able to run the crap out of them. They're so fast. Yeah. And they'll be they'll be running up and down the floor. Bogdan Bogdanovich will be a good scorer for them. Harrison Barnes, Trevor Ariza will probably get dealt at some point. Yeah. But I think they're a good squad. They've got some good talent coming up. Yeah, if the West wasn't as good as it is this year, I would say they would be in, in a potential eighth seed for the playoffs. Definitely. I, I think the league would stand to benefit from going 1 through 16, um, just get rid of conferences altogether. But That's for, that's for a whole nother podcast. Oh, for sure. So let's switch to the, the Southwest division. Let's start with the Dallas Mavericks. They're pretty much the European team of uh, the NBA. <laughs> They got all the Europeans, and I think they're a really interesting team. They won 33 games last year, and they're projected to win 42 and a half this year. Okay. Well, I just love, like you said, the international team. I just love the combination of Przingis and Luca. Like, I think that's so cool that they're on the same team. I know Kristaps Przingis is going to be looking for a redemption year with, you know, his injury last year in New York and all the charges against him for all the sexual charges against him. He's just ready to get over that and get back playing. I think we forget how good he was before he got hurt in New York. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's an animal. Um, he was drilling threes in the preseason. We'll see how he how he comes back. He's been He's been gone for – since the all-star break of two seasons ago. So he's had a year and a half to recover. Um, uh, how well do you think that they mesh uh, Porzingis and Luca? I, I think they'll mesh really well together. Um, Luca is such a smooth and just great playmaker off the pick and roll. And especially with the pick and pop now with Porzingis, I think that will be deadly for Dallas. And then, 
they also have Boban. He's going to be a beast for them. <laughs> He's one of my favorite players of the league. I love Boban. Who doesn't love Boban? Let's be honest. Hey, he did good in John Wick 3. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's – I think that this team, they're going to be they're going to be good, especially with the two stars they have up top. But I'm looking for that third guy. And, I mean, they have Maxi Cleaver, who played pretty well last year. Tim Hardaway Jr., no, he's not a good third. I mean, it's just – it's just a bunch of role players after these top two guys. So I feel like they'll be right un, right out of the playoffs this year. And if they can get one more solid guy to be that third player, I think things will be looking scary in Dallas for the rest of the league in a couple of years. Definitely. I think this team's a one or two years away. Luka's a fantastic player, but it's just a sophomore season. I'm going to take the under on the 42 and a half wins. Yeah, I'm going to take the under as well. But, you know, look out for them in the next couple of years. I think they're they're going to be a strong force. All right, the next team is the Houston Rockets. Westbrook and Harden reunited. What do you think about that? We all said we didn't think Harden and Paul could play together because they both love the ball. Kind of the same situation with this. What are you thinking going into the season for them? You know, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey says um, – All no. Daryl Morey says is stuff on Twitter about China. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no Daryl Morey, uh, he's mentioned before, he just says, you know, we'll, we want to acquire the best talent and figure out the rest later. And uh, Russell Westbrook is uh, upgrade over Chris Paul. Um, they won 53 games last year, and they're projected to win 54 and a half. You know, it's going to be super, super interesting to have two of the highest usage rates players ever on the same team. I wonder how they'll stagger them. I wonder how Russell Westbrook will play when when he's on the floor with James Harden in those closing minutes. Um, will he be able to increase his efficiency as a three-point shooter? And will no. they be able to defend? <laughs> uh, I just – this Westbrook, he's – he shot terrible from three last year. And shot terrible Matt, from everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh I don't know. I mean when you look at their when you look at their roster, it's a lot of the same guys as last year, especially their main guys. I mean, they kept PJ Tucker, Capella, Green, Rivers, Eric Gordon. Nay, nay. So they have all those all those solid guys that are going to be playing in the playoffs. Um, I just ah, – I don't know how this is going to work with Harden and Westbrook. I feel like there's no middle ground. It's either going to be terrible and they're going to be stealing shots from each other or somehow it's just going to be amazing and Westbrook's just going to be pushing the ball up the floor like crazy. And then when they slow it down, Harden will do his one-on-one 50-step backs. And <laughs> they'll be draining threes. So, it seems I don't know. Do you think like Harden – Do you think They're already meshing well. Um, they've been cruising around, doing everything together. They were seen at the um, ALCS, sitting front row, right behind the dugout together. I mean, right behind the home plate together. 
I think that their games will be able to – I think they'll be able to figure it out. Mike D'Antoni will be able to figure it out, and their, their games will mesh well. But they're both playoff underperformers. Um, they're, they're great in the regular season or good in the regular season, but, you know, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, after you see them seven games in a row, it's a little easier to figure out, figure out who they are and how to defend them. Yeah, I think I think you brought up a great point. I think it says a lot about I feel like Chris Paul and James Harden's friendship off the court was a little forced last year. And even at the end of last year, we got a glimpse that maybe they didn't enjoy being on the same team and didn't like each other. And Harden actually threw some shade to Chris Paul when he said that he has a dog now in Russell Westbrook. <laughs> um and so I think that them actually genuinely enjoying each other and being friends, um, like you said, will help them mesh a little better on the court. And Austin Rivers for MVP. <laughs> you take the over or the under on the 54 and a half? I'm taking the over just by a couple games. Yeah, I think they'll be able to figure it out. I think in the regular season, catching James Harden on any given night is going to be a tough, tough call for anybody. I'll take the over. <laughs> All right, the next team in the Southwest Division is the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant. I love John Morant. I'm so high on John Morant. Last year, the Grizzlies won 33 games, and they're projected to win 27 and a half this year. 27 and a half. I think, man, I'll take the under. I think they're going to win 27. Um. Like I said, I love John Morant. Like, if you play 2K, he's one of the best guards in the game. <laughs> and um, I love Jaron Jackson as well. And I think together that they'll be, they'll be really good, especially in years to come. This team has a really solid young group. They have Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Dylan Brooks. They just acquired Grayson Allen and Josh Jackson. Uh, they also have Tyus Jones now as well as their backup point guard. So they have a they have a really solid young group. Um, question is, what's going to happen with Iggy this year? He does not want to be in Memphis. He wants to be on a championship contending team. What's going to happen there? Um, I just think the Grizzlies will be a fun team to watch. I think that they're not going to be good necessarily. They're a couple years away from that. But I'm just excited to see them run up and down the floor with John Morant and uh, especially Jaron Jackson going with the pick Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm taking the under. They're a great team or a great core, young core that will have, has a lot of potential. Um, another player, Brandon Clark, he's from Spokane. Shout out Gonzaga. Um, but Brandon Clark, he just gets it done on the glass. He's super, super efficient. He showed out in the – Summer League, and I think he was the Summer League MVP for the finals. And uh, um, I think they'll, they'll, be, they'll be a decent team, but it's the West. It's stacked. Um, they're just – it's a lot to ask from a first-year point guard and a second-year um, Jaron Jackson. So I'm taking the under um, for this team. All right, two more teams left. We have the New Orleans Pelicans up next. And uh, some sad news we learned today, Zion Williamson tore his meniscus. He got that repaired. 
He's going to be out six to eight weeks. They won 33 games last year, projected to win 36. This was – I'm pretty sure this was before um, the injury. So, what do you think about this um, over-under? Well, with the new news, I don't know. I mean, let's just talk about Zion just for a second. So, we see him in high school. He's doing all the crazy stuff, looking like he's playing against fifth graders. Then there's then everybody's saying, all right, let's see what happens at Duke when he's actually playing against real guys. Does the same exact thing, thing at Duke, dominates at Duke. Okay, it was just college. He's only playing against college guys. See what he can do in the NBA. Preseason, dominates. He has – He's driving down the lane. He has Rudy Gobert bouncing off of him, and he's finishing. Okay, it's just the preseason. What's he going to do now? And now we can't see him. Like, uh, I'm so upset that he's hurt. I mean, we've never seen a player like this before. This is honestly the craziest athlete we've ever seen, maybe since LeBron James. And – we all know that with how he jumps and his speed and his weight that, you know, the knees were a concern and it's just really sad to see that. Yeah. It's unfortunate. He yeah. is such a marketable player. I mean, it's so marketable that being a rookie, someone who's never played an official NBA game was able to land his team for the first game of the regular season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and exactly. uh, it's sad that they won't be able to see him, but. I think they have a, a fantastic, a very, very deep team. I think they'll be making a playoff push. I don't know if they'll be able to get in there, but they've got Lonzo. They've got Drew Holiday. That's a mean, mean, mean defensive backcourt. They've got Brandon Ingram, J.J. Redick, Derek Favors, Zion when he comes back. You know, I think it's a, a solid team that's built um, to push the ball, to be high-flying, to be explosive. And they've got the right veterans around him to coach him up. And, you know, I think it's a fantastic team that really depends on Zion. And now that he's out, I'm, I'm going to take the under. I, I would like to see him slim up a little bit to um, decrease his injury chance. But um, I think it's a great team. I think I'm always high on Lonzo and Ingram, and I think they'll continue to, to develop. Yeah, I think Zion needs to call MB about his diet change and uh, get some tips. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think Lonzo is going to have a breakout year this year. I think with all the drama that was going on in L.A. and everything with his dad and the Triple B movement and all that kind of got in the way. And I think now he's kind of separated himself from that. And we're going to see him really flourish into a great point guard. And I also really love Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who they drafted in the draft as well. Uh, he's proven to be a go-to scorer for them in the summer league and in the preseason off the bench. And he's looked really good. And I think that he'll be a strong scorer for them off the bench. I, yeah, still, a- I still believe in this team. I'm taking the over. Well, um, I think it's an unfortunate thing for Frank Jackson. Um, he's kind of been pushed to the side. He was kind of being groomed to be a backup. Now, I don't know how much of a role he'll have. Now they have Jackson Hayes. You know, there's so, there's so, many, there's so much depth to this team that um, 
I think they're a talented squad, but I don't know if they'll be able to make the push in this Western Conference. I'm going to take the under. So you don't think they make the playoffs? I do not. Okay. We'll see. All right, last team, the San Antonio Spurs. So, so do you think the Spurs are getting that eighth spot? You know, I think it's the end of an era. You do? Yeah, they won 48 games last year. They're sitting at 45 and a half this year. They're getting DeJounte Murray back. They yeah, just- that was a great signing today. They got a steal in that signing for sure. Yeah, four years, 64 mil, I think. But um, all great things come to an end. I think it's time to to bury the hatchet. They're playing an old style of basketball. DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, they had great seasons last year. I just don't see it staying. I don't see them performing that same way. I don't see Rudy Gay performing the same way. I don't see DeJounte Murray performing to that same caliber that they're, they've been hyping them up to be. And I think that they get squeezed out of the playoffs, and I'm taking the under. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm taking the over. I feel like the Spurs always find a way. I mean, with with Popovich, one of the best basketball masterminds we've ever seen, you know, it's kind of his going out party. I feel like they're going to make one one last push this season, and then it's good riddance to the Spurs for a while. But I think they got one more push left in them. Uh, I just I don't know what's up with them and having the most boring teams ever. <laughs> <laughs> like they had Tim Duncan forever, and now they have Lamarcus Aldridge, and Lamarcus Aldridge is is literally Tim Duncan, just not as good. <laughs> and Demar Derozan has a nice mid range, and his Kobe collection of shoes is unreal. But yeah, I don't on paper this. This roster doesn't look like they're going to do much, but just in this last decade, you can never count the Spurs out. You just can't. Last, last two decades. Yeah, seriously. All right, so this is a good time to discuss our eight playoff teams. Do you want to send us off first? Yeah, so we're running short on time, so I'll just run through what I have, what I think is going to be out of the stacked Western Conference in terms of playoff teams. So if the so if the Clippers stay healthy. I have them first. Second seed would be the Nuggets. Third, Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. The fourth, the new revamped Jazz. Fifth, I have CJ and Dame in Portland with the Blazers. Sixth seed, I still believe in the Warriors. Can never bet bet against them with Steph Curry. Seventh, I have the Spurs making one last push for Coach Pop. And eighth, I have a toss-up between the Pelicans, Mavs, Wolves, and Kings, and Thunder. (laughs) Did you have the Rockets in there? Oh, my gosh. I forgot about the Rockets. (laughs) So, I'll put the Rockets as the fourth seed and then move the Jazz down to fifth, Blazers sixth, Warriors seventh, Spurs eighth. All right. That's a – we're going to have some disagreements. Um, I'm taking Denver at number one. And number two, I'm taking the Jazz. Number three, the Lakers. Number four, the Clippers. You think the Clippers are the fourth? The fourth seed. Are you kidding me? 
bro, they're going to be load managing this entire time. And, and Paul George doesn't oh come back God. from probably 20 games. Wow. Okay. Okay, we'll see. They're a playoff team anyway. They're built for the playoffs. Kawhi's built himself for the playoffs. And it doesn't matter if he's number four or number eight. Uh, I guess I guess you're right, but I mean fourth. Okay. Four we'll disagree on that one. Five rockets. And this is where it gets a little tricky. So I got the Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. Jazz. I have the Jazz already. Wait, so is that six? Yeah. So you got the Warriors, Spurs, Pelicans, Mavs, Wolves, Kings. Oh yeah, yeah. So my seventh will be the Warriors. I'm definitely picking them. Um, maybe, maybe uh, if Zion was still healthy, I'd like to see that the 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 Pelicans sneak in. But I'm gonna take the Trailblazers with the eighth seed. Portland with the eighth. Yes, sir. Oh my, bro! You need to work on these seeds. You think Portland barely makes it in? Oh, I think they're squeezing in. I think they lost too much of their depth. But you can't trust out or you can't uh, ever knock on Damon CJ. So you think that the Warriors will have a better regular season record than the Trailblazers? Yes. All right, everybody. You heard it here first. Eric Holmes said that the Warriors will have a better regular season record than the Trailblazers. Dog, that's not that crazy. Steph Curry's the best shooter of all time. You put the team on his back. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just messing. It's, it's going to be such a great season. We're so excited for it to start. Um, we got our first two sets of games tomorrow. Uh, actually, tonight, when we put this podcast out, it will be Tuesday night, and we're just – so excited to finally see a league where anybody has a shot. And Eric, we're just so grateful to be living in a time when the NBA is just on the rise and just thriving. Oh yeah. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. You know, keep us honest with our predict or with our predictions. We'll see how how knowledgeable we are. But in the meantime, you know, follow your boy Eric Holmes32 on Instagram. You know, I'm all about the clout, so give me a follow. Eric's got to get that follower-to-following ratio better. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back in a little bit with episode number three. Thank you so much.